warning, warning, warning. Inside the Mind of Sex explores frank and explicit discussions about human sexuality. The subject matter on this podcast may contain adult themes, explicit language, and graphic descriptions of sexual acts that is not suitable for all listeners. It is intended for mature audiences only. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Inside the Mind of Sex, the podcast that takes you on a journey into the wild and wonderful world of human sexuality. Our candid conversations with women from all walks of life will challenge your assumptions and expand your understanding of what it means to be sexual in today's world. From taboo to titillating, we'll delve deep into the mysteries of human desire, uncovering the secrets that lie within the mind of every sexual being. Real talk, real experiences, and sharing real stories that will make you laugh, blush, and maybe even inspire you to try something new. So buckle up and get ready to discover the fascinating, sometimes funny, always intriguing world of sex with Inside the Mind of Sex. Let's get started. Hey, 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 everyone, it's Dr. T, and welcome to Inside the Mind of Sex. Tonight, we are joined from a person halfway around the world, literally. Uh, She goes by 50 Shades. 50 Shades, nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. Thanks for having me on. So that accent, I'm trying to place it. I'm guessing that is Brooklyn, New York. No? No, I am from Aotearoa, New Zealand. So currently it is Tuesday night for me. It is Wednesday. Yeah, it is uh, 12.54 on Wednesday during the daytime. <laughs> That's just crazy to me that, that you're almost a whole day ahead of me. And I am enjoying, enjoying beautiful blue skies. Yeah, we uh, we just had a recent cold snap. It was negative two yesterday. Holy guacamole. No, we've had the opposite. Like, we've been out in the pool every day. Well, this is summer for you, right? Yes, and it's our summer holidays at the moment, so all our kids are off school still. Oh, well, everything can't be perfect, but... Yeah. <laughs> I know, summer holidays, the only downside is one thing that i would like to get i would like to kind of get a base on you is can you tell me your age race and marital status yep so i'm currently 33 years old i am new zealand maori as well as being new zealand european so i am uh part um maori which are the indigenous people of aotearoa new zealand Mm -hmm. and also my the other side of my lineage is scottish I am currently married, and I am in um, an ethical non-monogamous marriage. What kind of work do you do? I I do truancy. Okay, so you're so this is your real off time then. Yes, yeah. So I do I do truancy as well as um, I am a professional performer. And do you perform? What do you perform? So I do um, stand-up comedy, improvisation, uh, corporate MC work, public speaking, acting. Hmm, that's awesome. What Basically is- anything that gets me in front of an audience. <laughs> well, so that's perfect that we got you here. Um, <laughs> uh, what is your sexuality? Uh, I would say I'm pansexual. 
according to you, not according to your husband, not according to anybody else, according to you, what is the sexiest part of your body? The sexiest part of my body for me? Oh, uh, uh, I would have a tie, actually, between my legs and my eyes. Those are my two favorite features of myself. Tell me one of your biggest turn-offs. Smoking. Straight off the bat, somebody that smokes, I don't know. That's a no for me. I mean, you do you, boo, but don't bring it around me. What is one of your big turn-ons? Um, soft, gentle touches and combined with, like, um, sexy words. So, like, somebody, you know, talks dirty to me in a soft tone in my ear and rubs me with those, you know, nice gentle touches and I'm like, rip my clothes off me now. The, the thing that I'd like to talk to you tonight is, is we are obviously, we are a world apart. So I guess the question would be, are we sexually a world apart? Are the, are, are, are the sexual attitude between America and New Zealand that different? Do you know much about America? Um, I know that America is largely quite conservative. And from what, um, I have gathered from interactions with people in um, Facebook groups that inc includes people from America and stuff like that, there seems to be um, a higher percentage of religious people. Um, and just, yeah, people that are gen generally more um, conservative or have two very separate lives. Yes, I, and I think, to me, I think that is... And I, those things can go hand in hand. You can be religious and, um, you know, sexual, but it, it, it is one of those things where some people will hide that. And that is definitely something that you're going to, you're going to, you're going to see in America. Um, yeah. You said that you work in education. How is sexual, yes. how is sexual education handled in New Zealand? Um, so recently there have been um, reforms in our sexual education here with um, more of a focus on consent. Um, and we're starting to bring in education around uh, sexualities and family makeups and stuff like that that aren't your, you know, your typical um, cishet families. Mm -hmm. But that has brought with it a huge wave of protest from um, religious organisations and our conservative um, factions of our society because they think that by educating around, you know, non-standard -stand family um, makeups that we're uh, going to encourage people, you know, children to um, become something, um, but there has definitely been, yeah, a real um, overhaul recently in regards to uh, emphasising things about um, consent and um, teaching children about uh, their own bodies rather than, you know, your standard textbook bodies. I, it you know I, I would have to say we probably have a, a similar situation in America where we're kind of we are undergoing changes, but it's it's a it's a slow it's a slow burn for for sure. 
Oh, absolutely. And yeah, there's this whole, there seems to be this uh, way of thinking within certain um, factions of society that if you're telling children that there is such, such a thing as homosexuality, then they're automatically going to become homosexual. Not that these ki- there are kids within our um, within our society that are already feeling really confused and maybe like, hey, actually, there is nothing wrong with me. So in America, even still this day, there is a bit of a stigma around premarital sex. Does the same thing exist in New, New Zealand? Um, only kind of within those um, religious in, uh, movements. Uh, there is, I don't know whether it's just kind of like the circles I move in, but um, there is slowly being more empowerment around um, women and uh, there's like a real drive to make it okay for women to have multiple sexual partners and this real um, kind of, yeah, uh, wave of making it acceptable for women to enjoy sex. Mm-hmm. You know, like that, um, that that's okay. So there is definitely some judgment within um, like older, older peoples and religious circles. But we have a lot of, um, you know, non-nuclear families where people live together for a while and then they break up and stuff like that. So I, I wouldn't say it is, it's not shun worthy. We, you talked a little bit about uh, the LGBTQ plus kind of community getting bigger and more accepted down there. Do you think that in your lifetime it will expand and be more accepted and or do you think it's going to take longer than that? I, th- I think it will because already in, already in my lifetime I've seen it. So when so I grew up in um a very small rural town, that typical very like um close-minded mindset. Um and as I've gotten older, it's yeah, uh there has definitely been more um inclusion. There could we're still certainly, you know, a long ways to go, but there's been um more inclusion around um, you know, gender non-conforming conforming peoples and stuff like that. And um, I'm involved in a lot of like um, drag shows, um, rainbow family events and stuff like that. So I have definitely seen a big improvement in my lifetime already. But I think it's kind of going to be the next wave that that are going to take it to that next level. In America, sexuality and family is something, you know, we don't really talk about, we don't, you know, we, we, you know, we'll have a talk about our kids about sex, uh, but we're not very open about it. We don't talk about things like masturbation and, you know, we'll say, Hey, if you're going to have premarital sex, wrap it up or, or use birth control, but there's not yeah. a real discussion or back and forth about sexuality in the family unit. How was it like there? Um, so how I grew up was, when the t- the talk for me consisted of a pamphlet being left on my bed and being told don't have sex before you get married so when i was having sex before i got married i was hiding it um so i am and i grew up not not knowing not being educated enough to know that a woman has three holes it it wasn't until i was pregnant with my first biological baby that um we were sitting there my husband and i and i said something and the midwife my midwife who was british goes 
what you mean, love? Don't so, you know a woman's got free holes? And I was like, huh, what? And my husband is sitting next to me and he's like, did you not know that? And I was like, oh, okay. Because, it, yeah, it was never encouraged. It was all like uh, touching yourself was dirty and yucky. So I am very much of within our family. Um, my kids ask me questions. I answer them honestly. Um, I'm like, if you want to explore yourself, that is fine. Just make sure you wash your hands before and after and do it in your bedroom. How do New Zealanders feel about casual sex? Because you're wait, because I'm something you're speaking for all of New Zealand now. So anybody who hears this, you are the typical um, New Zealander. I think my generation, we're much more open to it. Um, the generation up from me, so my parents' generation, is very much frowned upon. Like very much like, oh no, you have sex with more than one person, you're a whore. Um, but yeah, my my generation is starting to embrace it more. And um, it's definitely not as hidden now as it used to be. The, the kind of the rap that it's been in America and it has gotten better over the last couple of years was, well, probably, you know, the last 15 years is it was always abstinence, abstinence, abstinence without talking about birth control, condoms or anything like that. Is, is that what's going on down there as well? Um, that's what it, that's what it used to be like. We're definitely moving away from that a lot more now. Um, and uh, there's definitely, yeah, I have seen a growth in education around that stuff and you know with from when I was at school to now that my children are at school. and um, there is more education around yeah contraceptive options um and what your options you know are so i have definitely seen um a growth in that but it's not something that is advertised mm -hmm. like it's not yeah not okay we're going to you know like have this big open discussion about it but it is happening body types are always different and there's different people there's bigger people there's smaller people um and in america there's been a a, a a wave of accepting more of body acceptance. Are you seeing that down in New Zealand as well? Um, to a certain extent, yes. Um, so in New Zealand, we have a lot of Maori and Pacifica peoples, mm -hmm. and Maori and Pacifica peoples, um, it is much common, much more common for them to be bigger mm -hmm. peoples. Um, so we do have quite a, a, a diverse range of of body types. Uh, there's not a great deal of representation across the spectrum as far as um, within mainstream media when it comes to body types that is slowly starting to expand. But there is this this backlash of um, if you uh, if you are a bigger person and you are okay being a bigger person, then you are promoting obesity or you're promoting this rather than there seems to be this, yeah, this mindset of acceptance equals promotion. You know, talking to you, it seems like that although we are in fact uh, half a world apart, it doesn't sound like our societies are that much different. I think um, to me, it, it sounded like we're saying a lot of the same things where 
possibly here in America, it's a little more based on religion as opposed to as as opposed to New Zealand. But it almost it, it sounds like that we're, you know, America parts of America there are evolving. Parts of them, you know, there you get to a certain part of America and they don't evolve. There's a a state called Alabama. They don't even allow sex toys to be sold there. Um, like you cannot sell, but, you cannot sell sex toys. Alabama, isn't that like where you can marry your cousin or something? <laughs> no, I mean, that is a stereotype. That is not something that actually goes <laughs> on. But it's just like there are rural parts where that is that is the the norm there, where everything is sexually repressed. I mean, literally, Alabama, Alabama has a football team, American football. Um, that didn't integrate black players to 1971. So holy moly, there are parts of there are parts of America where things are they're always going to be that way because they're based on you know prejudice and religion and they're 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 you know really like that and they're they're probably never ever going to change. But yeah. America as a whole, in my lifetime, I've definitely seen a shift, and it sounds like the the same shift is kind of happening there too. Yes, and I think I am fortunate in that um, kind of the circles that I find myself in, it's okay to be sexually expressive. So I get up on stage and stand up, and I don't tell jokes per se, but I tell stories from my life. And I get up there, and I'm very open about my sexuality, about the about enjoying sex, about enjoying kinky sex, and I tell stories that include both of those elements. So I don't, um, I don't feel like I have to hide who I am in that regard. Um, I'm also, you know, with my children, I'm allowed around a lot of um, women and mothers and parents and there is a lot of discussion around particularly the changes in your sex life after you've had kids. So I am, I, yeah, I find myself in circles where it's okay to express that kind of stuff. Well, I'm glad that you feel that way. Cause that's what we're getting ready to do. We are going to go into the survey and we're going to talk about your sexual history, masturbation. We're going to go through all that. Are you ready to roll 50 shades? Absolutely. Let's go. All right. So this first part of the, of the survey is called self-service. We're going to talk about masturbation. Yep. Do you remember the first time where you consciously masturbated? I'm going to do this because this feels good. And the outcome is this. Yes. Um, so I had had an accidental encounter first and I was like, Oh, hang on a minute. I want to repeat that. And um, I remember I had, so I had bunk beds in my room and I was on the bottom bunk and I had put my legs up on the top so that I could actually have a, you know, a wee look, see what was going. And I was like, oh, this is really good. I'm going to keep doing this. How many times a week would you say that you masturbate? Now? Um, when I, when I'm, when I'm not seeing my, um, when I don't see my boyfriend, probably seven times a week, every night. Do you have sex toys? Yes, a lot. What is your favorite and why? Oh, okay. My favorite solo sex toy is I have the Karma. 
So it has an insertable part Mm -hmm. and then a clitoral stimulation part. So it's shaped kind of like that. Mm -hmm. So part goes in and then another little circle part goes onto your clit. So it stimulates your clit while delivering vibrations inside. Mm -hmm. So you get uh, the stimulation of external and internal. So that is, yeah, 10 out of 10 do recommend. Do you watch porn? Yes. What kind of porn do you like? Um, my current go-to is um, male, female, female, BBW porn. Is there New Zealand porn? Yes, and it's terrible. This accent is not sexy. I think, I wanna, I think it's terribly I hear sexy. I want to sexy accent, not someone to be like, oh, yeah, that's that's real sexy, Sharon. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> So you do you watch mainly American porn? Um yeah, or um I I have a real thing for Scottish accents. Okay. So if it includes a Scottish accent, mwah. so what you're telling me is your perfect scene is a two two BBWs and a Scottish guy. A red-headed Scottish guy in a kilt. <laughs> when masturbating toy free, what is the perfect number of fingers? Oh, when I masturbate toy free, I don't generally do it via insertion. I do it via single finger clit stimulation. Just a single finger running gun, huh? Yeah. This, uh, sing, single finger playing it like it's a, an Xbox controller. <laughs> Can you describe how you masturbate like an everyday average masturbation session what goes on what goes into it what happens um okay this is where i'm gonna sound a um a little i don't know like weird or narcissistic but if i have very recently had um a really hot encounter with um my boyfriend and i've got videos or photos of it Mm -hmm. i will watch that get out the karma it's always at night time um, get out the karma while I'm either in bed or in the bath and just, yeah, go for gold. And then generally, cause I'm feeling all warm and fuzzy, go to sleep. So you only ever masturbate at night. Generally, because I have children, so it's quite hard to like get alone time during the day. But if somebody else is here to watch the children, I'll go in and it's a bit dangerous for me to masturbate in the shower cause I get jelly legged. Have you ever been caught masturbating? Um, yes, but only by my husband. Did he offer to help you finish? Yes. Okay, that's a good man. Um, have you ever masturbated in public? Does in my car count? I have definitely masturbated in my car in a car park. That totally counts. Yeah, I've, I've done that more than once. All right, so I would like to play a little game with you. It is yep. called... Flicking the bean. Flicking the bean. I will tell you ways that women have told me that they have masturbated, and you tell me if you've done it or not. Okay. Pillow humping. Yes. Bathtub faucet. 
Shower head, yes. The washing machine. No, but mine's too big to hop on top of. Electric toothbrush. Yes. A motorcycle or any other motorized vehicle. No. Edge rubbing. Like yes. Leg bouncing. No. A jacuzzi jet. Yes. Horseback riding. No. I'm too fat for a poor horse. And that was flicking the bean. <laughs> I didn't know what the phrase flicking the bean meant. And um, I hosted a, uh, like a bingo night where instead of using counters, we used like little um, coffee beans to put mm -hmm. on the things. And I'm like, right, everybody, please clear off your, your counters, but don't flick your beans. It makes a mess. And somebody had to come up to me and be like, ah, uh, you do know what flicking the bean means, don't you? And I was like, no. And then I had to be like, oh, great, cool. I've just said something really filthy. <laughs> So I'd like to get into your sexual history. Are you ready to open up for us? Yeah, sure. At what age did you lose your virginity? Uh, ooh, willingly, I would have been 15. Was it a positive experience? Yes, it was. Tell me about the first time that you came face to face with a hard cock and what was going through your mind. I just remember thinking, oh my God, that looks like a naked mole rat. <laughs> and also being like, I have like felt with my fingers and that, but that hole feels pretty small. I'm not quite sure how that is going to fit in there and be comfortable. <laughs> How many times a week would you say you have sex? <laughs> that depends. So um, I'm obviously married. Um, my husband and I, we don't have, we don't really have sex anymore. Um, so then uh, when I go away with my boyfriend, so I went away with and stayed with my boyfriend two nights last week. And I don't know how many times we would have had sex in those within those two days. So without getting too personal, why don't you and your husband have sex anymore? Because our, our, our family dynamic is really complicated and really quite stressful. So kind of like by the end of the night when, you know, everything's quiet and there's opportunity, we're both kind of just like, Ugh. and as we have grown as people, um, things that we used to enjoy together, we don't. So my husband is submissive. I am dominant, but because I run the household and stuff like that, he, and he, he'll talk about this very openly himself. He feels like I have control of most of our life together. So giving up that control in the bedroom as well, isn't something that he's is wanting to do at this point in time. And <laughs> I don't, I don't want to give up control to him, which is really weird because I am, sub, I am submissive as fuck with my boyfriend, but it's just, yeah, with, with our family dynamic, the way it is, 
it's just, yeah, not something that really happens between us anymore. Do you think it'll ever happen with between you again? Oh, absolutely. Once once our family dynamic is less stressful, I imagine we'll go back to, because, I mean, in the beginning of our relationship, we used to hump like rabbits. Does size matter? Um, I prefer average to slightly smaller than average. I personally find large penises to be uncomfortable. So I am team, it's not how big it is, but what you do with it. What's the biggest penis you've ever had sex with? Attempted to have sex with somebody who was, I think, 10, 10 and a half inches. And it started and I was like, oh, no, I'm not liking this. We need to stop. Do you have a kink or a fetish? Oh, I have a lot. <laughs> I am, I am, I would describe myself as very kinky. Well, come on, rattle some off for us. Okay. Um, so with my, with my boyfriend, I, I enjoy being tied up and used being like his sex slave. Um, I like dominating. So when my husband and I first met, I really enjoyed dominating him. I would like tie him up. Um, I enjoy impact play. I orgasm from being spanked. So I, I really enjoy the, the feeling of being spanked. Um, I'm an exhibitionist. I love getting my bits out in public. Um, I have a, yeah, I have a real fetish for kilts and all things Scottish. Um, what else? I, yeah. Uh, I'm, yeah, my, my current thing is really, and, and my, my, like my fantasy, my ultimate fantasy would be me surrounded by a bunch of chubby chasers that are all just like rubbing themselves on me and rubbing themselves off. And I am, they just think I'm the most exquisite woman ever that they're all just jizzing all over me. Well, your birthday is coming up. So <laughs> have you ever had sex with a woman? Yes. I had a relationship with a woman. Tell me about the first time that you ever had sex with a woman. The the first time I ever had sex, so I I always found myself drawn to to girls and women, and because I grew up in a really conservative town, um, you know, you'd be called lesbian as an insult. So I I tried to like hide it, and I did you know like I did stuff with boys, and I mean it wasn't bad, it just wasn't great, and then. The first time I had sex with um, the girl that became my my girlfriend, that was the first time I experienced an orgasm not by my own hands. And it was mind-blowing, absolutely mind-blowing to realise that somebody else could make me feel that amazing. We were, we were together for a while and then, yeah, unfortunately she passed away and that's when I went through my slut era. And, um, you know, had a lot of enjoyment. And then I met my husband a few years after that. All right. So I'd like to play another game with you. 
Rapid fire. Okay. Rating. It's the rapid fire rating. I will give you a sex act. You will score it on a scale of one to ten. One being horrible, ten being the best. One being horrible. Okay. I think I know the answer to this first one. Spanking. Ten out of ten. Hair pulling. Ten. Choking. Seven. Giving oral sex. A hundred. Getting oral sex. Ten. Pegging. Mm, me being pegged or me pegging someone else? However you however you feel it. The, the, this is more of a we'll reaction. Go eight. eight. Okay. We'll go eight. Swallowing. Ten. Anal sex. Ten. Rough sex. Ten. Biting. Ten. I have a couple of bite marks on my ass as we speak. Missionary position. It depends what flavor of missionary, because there's like no seasoning missionary, and then there's spicy missionary. So spicy missionary, I'll go eight. Doggy style. Hundred. Riding a dick. Oh, chef's kiss. So if we take a we take a look a little little pullback on your answer, if we're if we're gonna fuck you, we're just gonna work you over. Is what you're basically telling me is gonna go on. Oh, a hundred percent. Like every which way. So when we're done, we should just pour you on the ground because you're going to be a puddle. Pretty much, yeah. Like can't even talk straight. Sounds like a good Saturday night. What is your bra size? And do bra sizes work the same as they do in America? Um, so we generally go by like shirt size and then the letters. I think over there you guys go by the the inches and then the letters. Mm -hmm. So I'm uh, between an 18 and a 20 double D. Do you like to flash in public? Yes. Tell me about the first time that you ever flashed and did it feel empowering? Um, the first time I did it, I was a teenager and I was driving along and I was with my mum of all people. And there was a road, we were driving to a dancing competition and there was roadworks. And as we drove past the roadworker, I was just like, woo! And I was just like, yeah, that was, that was fun. And did your mom see you? Yeah, my mom was horrified. But I think by that stage, she was kind of like, this child of mine is not normal. So I don't like, I'm not surprised by anything she does. Do you like nipple play? I orgasm from nipple play. What do you like done to your nipples? Touching, flicking, biting, sucking. Like my boyfriend only needs to tweak them and that's me. I'm a puddle. Since you're bisexual, what physically turns you on about women? Boobies. Boobies. I love boobs. All sizes, all shapes, but like big squishy boobies. Oh. And I, I, I openly like admire my friends' boobs. Like I've got friends, I've got some friends with some amazing boobies.
Have you had sex or an orgasm today? Not yet, but it's only midday, so the day is young. Have you had sex with more than one person in a day ever? Yes. What's the most number of people you've had sex with in one day? I've had a foursome. So that would be three? So that was three three other people, and the fourth was me. Now, was it, did you have sex with each one of those people? Yes. Okay. Because so some, some people say foursome, and it's just a couple that couples and they swap. So unless no, that you, doesn't count. That does not, that most definitely does not count. So you're right. If you, if you go to um, a potluck and you only eat your own dish and one other person's, that's not a potluck. You've got to sample everyone. What is the shortest amount of time you've known a person and then fuck them? Oh. Okay, so my boyfriend, I had been messaging him for a couple of months online. The first time we met in person, we fucked. I'm not sure if that counts because I think, you know, you knew him. I'm talking about the first time yeah. you come in contact with somebody till they're balls deep in you. Oh, yeah, I've definitely had like one night stands when I was younger. Back, back, back when I could go out and pull a guy in a night. Now I'd go out and they'd be like, oh, yeah, you're the same age as my mum. It, 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 you might need to come to America because that's 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 something guys like. They're like, you're the same age as my mom. I'm gonna I'm gonna teach you. Oh, no, I've, I've officially reached auntie status here. So when somebody starts calling you auntie, that's it. That's you're done. Have you ever fucked in public? Yes. Where's the most public place that you've ever fucked? Um, on a picnic bench outside a workplace, but it was at nighttime. Were you nervous? Were you able to relax? Was it was it something that you enjoyed? Oh, actually, I've done it more public than that before. I've done it um, on on top of a picnic table again in a rest stop on the side of a main road. But that was also nighttime. Was it enjoyable though? Oh God, yeah. The thought of somebody seeing me do it. Have you ever squirted? Yes, frequently. Tell us about the first time that you ever squirted and your thoughts. The first time I was like, what the fuck was that? And then I was like, I was like, and then my second thought was, oh man, I don't have a mattress protector on. And then your third thought was, I need to do that again. Yeah. I, I was like, oh, hmm. apparently she's got a few tricks I don't know about. So this question is, have you ever had a threesome, foursome, or moresome? And we know you had a foursome. Tell us about that foursome. Tell us the makeup of it, what happened, how it happened. Give us the give us the deets. Um, so it was my boyfriend at the time and a couple that he knew. Well, he knew the woman. And um, we met up at her house. We had a few drinks and then basically just got down to it. And I spent some time being um spit roasted um i spent some time like face deep in somebody else's muff um yeah 
is that the only time that you've ever had uh, sex with multiple partners? No, I've also had a couple of threesomes. What is your body count? Oh, I genuinely don't know. Over 50, under 50s? Under 50s, definitely under 50s. I'd say, oh, yeah, under 50s, under 40s, yeah. But I couldn't give a specific number. Do you like dirty talk during sex? Yes. Oh, yeah. What names do you like to be called? Um, so my boyfriend calls me baby girl, good girl, slut, whore. Those are all uh, acceptable in the moment. What is on your sex bucket list? Uh, a sex club. Going to a sex club and also um, car sex with my boyfriend. Well, one of those things is pretty easy to do, so you, you should be crossing <laughs> off your list soon. I've got to get the opportunity. i got to get the opportunity. Can you tell me about your biggest orgasm? Okay, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to do like two because I have a husband and I have a boyfriend, so mm -hmm. I feel like I need to kind of like represent both. So uh, probably my my biggest orgasm with my boyfriend is each time I see him, they seem to just get bigger and messier and more intense. And the more we kind of move into like a dom sub dynamic, the bigger they like they get. And then I was thinking about it, but my biggest orgasm with my husband was our first biological baby was just over a year old, about a year and a half. And I'd kind of just got my mojo back. And we had attempted a few times throughout the day to kind of like sneak in some fun. And we kept getting interrupted. And then that night, as soon as we had like some alone time, we just absolutely went at it like animals. That big of an orgasm that I'm surprised the neighbors didn't hear it. He had a massive orgasm at the same time. And he was like, huh, imagine if I just got you pregnant. Uh, seven and a half, half months later, I had our premature baby daughter. <laughs> so it was an orgasm with a happy ending. Yeah. <laughs> kind of. Um, so you're talking about y your boyfriend and they keep getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Um, at some point, doesn't that get scary? <laughs> I don't, I don't know because I've always had like a, I've always had like a super high sex drive. So I think, and I think as we do things, as we do different things, as we explore and experiment, the, they're bigger, but they're also different. Mm -hmm. So, um, God, I just hope I don't flood it like a flood one day. Just fl him, like, flood the whole house. The oh, you know what? That's rare, but it does happen. So I, I will, I will say a prayer for you and hope that it all goes all right. 
have you ever been fisted? I have had a couple of people attempt it, but I'm just too tight. Like I have had, I've had like people like ease their way up into it. I've had like somebody try and go straight in. <laughs> it just doesn't work. I will have to say going straight in is probably not going to be the best. It's not going to have the best uh, reactions. Yeah, no, and we've, and we, yeah, and I've like eased into it and I'm just, yeah, I, it just doesn't work for me. I've certainly attempted it. Since this is anonymous, which it's not, I mean, when we started the show, it was anonymous, but now we've kind of evolved. But since this is anonymous and you can tell us anything you want, what is your biggest sexual secret? Hashtag no judgment. Biggest sexual secret. Oh, I don't know if I have secrets. I'm pretty open with my with my se sexual stuff. Um, oh, I did once give an ex boyfriend of mine a blowjob while I was in a in a hospital rec room, um, recovering from surgery. It, well, that sounds like a, a very giving thing to do. What what can I say? I'm a giver. The question I, is, I I really enjoy giving blowjobs, and I've had so many people be like, "Oh, women don't really enjoy putting penises in their mouth." I'm like, "Fuck off, Martha! I actually do." <laughs> oh, but like so many, so many of my friends are like, "Oh, yeah, it's my husband's birthday. I'm gonna have to give him his annual blowjob," and I'm like. One a year. Oh, okay. That is our friend, 50 Shades of Tartan. And she has been our guest and she has given us just a tiny peek inside the mind of her sex. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. That was hilarious. Did you have a good time? Yes. Yeah, that was, that was a lot of fun. Are you ready to share your unique experiences and help others feel accepted in their own sexual journeys? Then we want you to be a guest on Inside the Mind of Sex. Our podcast is a safe and open space to discuss all things related to sexuality, and we want to hear from you. If you're 18 or older and interested in being a guest on our show, please reach out to us at guest at insidethemindofsex.com. That's guest at insidethemindofsex.com. Let's start a meaningful conversation together.